Welcome to another episode of the Father Ted Talk, broadcast here at the National Shrine of St. Elizabeth Ann Seton in Emmitsburg, Maryland. Today we welcome a special guest, Father Caesar. In the first reading, we have heard that our Lord said, I will put a new heart within them. And we sort of can understand from this that it is something real. It is not something fictitious. It is the grace, this divine life, that allows to live this new life. And despite of this, many of us don't live as God wants us to live. Because we think maybe that is something fictitious. Because remember that grace does not destroy nature, it assumes nature. It perfects nature, but it's something real. So the resurrection of Lazarus is the greatest of Jesus' miracles. The reason is because it is the returning of life to a corpse already in corruption for days. And by a single word, because the, the word of God is efficacious. With this miracle, the power of Christ over death is shown his divinity. His actions are divine because the fount of his actions is the divinity. That is why the saints, even they say that our Christ could have saved us with, even with a smile, because his actions are infinite. So with this miracle, the power of Christ over death is shown. However, it is only a sign of the definitive victory. Lazarus, alive, again will die. But the life that Christ brings us is the life of God. In order to attain this life, though, we must believe in Christ. Christ is the resurrection and the life. Resurrection that will engulf our mortal flesh in the glory of God. Christ will give us life to the full. That is to say, gloriously and eternally. However, I already know by faith, already now, by faith and love in Christ, we enjoy this eternal life. Here and now, I am really enjoying eternal life. It is called grace. That's why at the beginning I mentioned. Grace of God. By the grace of God, we are incorporated into Christ, into Jesus Christ. St. Paul says, and put on the new men who according to God is created in justice and holiness 
of truth. The new man is a spiritual man who has been called to be free and not it's called to freedom and not to slavery. Of course, we need to understand freedom in, in, as it is, right? Freedom that is given by God. Freedom that has to be used as an instrument to get to the last end by making choices. And those choices are going to affect or eternal, my eternal life because I will be judged by my acts. Without Christ, man, therefore, man remains in the domain of, on the domain of sin. But through Christ, as soon as faith and baptism insert us in him, the spirit, the life of God comes to us. This life of God is already a true and a spiritual resurrection. And now we understand that we enjoy this eternal life from here. It is also a participation of the immortality of God, the life of grace. Says some Paul, if Christ be in you, the body indeed is dead because of sin, but the spirit lives because of justification. It is the new life of the children of God. We live it in Christ, Son of God. In Him and through Him, this life which is the life of grace has nothing to fear from physical or bodily death. This physical life which we inherit from Adam must end. But after it continues the spiritual life. This is best understood in the light of what St. Paul says. And if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Jesus Christ from the dead shall quicken also your mortal bodies because of his spirit that was in you. From this it follows that the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ brought us two main benefits with respect to what we have already mentioned. Namely, our future corporeal resurrection and our present spiritual resurrection. We are taught that as by a man came death, by a man has come also the resurrection of the dead, and that he was put to death for our trespasses and raised for our justification. It is evident that justification is a resurrection of souls who are spiritually dead by sin to life of grace. That is why St. Thomas Aquinas teaches that the good of the grace of one person 
the good of the grace on one person is greater than the good of the nature of the whole universe. That's the dignity of men. The reason is because sanctifying grace is what makes us partaker of the divine nature and has raised up, raised us up together and has made us sit together in the heavenly places, St. Paul says, through Jesus Christ, becoming by grace what he is by nature, by adoption, right? Children of God, brethren in Christ, and therefore we are coheres with him. We have to remember that we are called to be free then. To be free. Our, ble our blessed Lord wants us to assimilate his doctrine, to imitate his examples, to unite ourselves wholeheartedly with his person, and to frequent his sacraments, which are the channels of grace. There, the passion of our Lord Jesus Christ touched me through the sacraments. Only in this way we are going to make progress which is based in virtue, through faith, and right living. The spiritual resurrection calls us to freedom. Today, the range of abuses of freedom has really expanded because of the ideologies which wants us to make use of our freedom to sin. Very dangerous, because they are disguised under the appearances of freedom. And only the man that is living according to God will be able to smell that something is wrong. This is a paradox, the profound drama of our time, says St. Paul, St. John Paul II, in the name of freedom, slavery is imposed. And it is imposed by ideologies. Authentic freedom identifies with holiness. That's the difference. If freedom doesn't take me to holiness, it's not freedom. It's a slavery. Authentic freedom identifies with holiness, with a new law, with a Christian faith, and with charity. It is the liberty of the children of God. Freedom has truth as its foundation, as our Lord showed when he said, truth will set you free. Christian freedom is able to avoid sin and to do meritorious works that reach us to heaven without anything having the power to prevent it. See the examples of the martyrs from reaching the last end. We must be free. St. Thomas Aquinas teaches that he who avoids evil, not because it is evil, but because it is God's command, is not free. But he who avoids evil because it is evil, that one is free. The Holy Spirit who makes the souls perfect entirely through the good habit accomplishes this. The result is that the soul abstains from evil because of love. As it is, as if it were God's commands. Therefore it is called free, not because it rejects divine life, 
divine law, but because it is inclined by good naturally. It is inclined by good habits to do what is required by the love of God. Let us ask the Father, through the intercession of the Blessed Mother, to be like Christ, his Son, who loved the world and died for our salvation. He who lives and reigns forever and ever, all the glory and honor.